Welcome everybody to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today I am running solo, unfortunately. My cohort has been ill all weekend. And we're finally going to get around to discussing this very large shadow that's looming over not just this season, the end of last season, but the future of Destiny 2 and frankly Bungie as a company at this moment. Uh, this isn't a pretty topic, and, you know, there's been a lot of people that have already written things about it and talked about it. Uh, there's been multiple video essays. Anytime an article comes out, people are writing stuff about it. We've had Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, who's been reporting on this. Paul Tassi at Forbes has been reporting on this. IGN just recently came out with a report uh, from Rebecca Valentine, a very recent one and uh, all this goes back to is right November 1st beginning of November end of October beginning of November there was a mass layoff at Bungie uh, about 100 employees about 8% of their workforce we're looking at um, community managers you know people that actually have the name-to-face recognition in the online circles within the Destiny player base. Uh, people that wrote the musical scores to the game. Uh, one of the people that got like, oh, was one that was designing the logos for like Halo and stuff. Legal people, player support, uh, QA, a lot of that was happening. Uh, apparently, some people within that PvP strike team were let go. There was a couple of engineers. It was just all around, all throughout, every discipline, it seems, multiple people were let go. And nobody knew why. Well, the earnings report was coming out, and Bungie actually told their studio that they were looking down the barrel of a Minus 45% shortfall. That's a lot of money that they didn't make up. Uh, Final Shape, while initially was very it seemed successful, had a lot of players to it, was not. Um, just a stream of players getting tired and complaints and you know th one thing goes one way and then another thing breaks and it just folks are getting tired of it and apparently part of the Sony deal that Bungie is working with Sony and they're considered a quasi-independent studio as long as they're meeting certain financial expectations and the layoffs Nobody within the studio, as reported by various sources, said that this was a Sony decision. This was purely a Bungie management decision, upper management, you know, CEOs, stuff like that. And um, that's what they did the layoffs for, to kind of cut back on costs. So they, they look a little bit better to it. And the other thing that was being reported back in the beginning of November was that the final shape was getting delayed multiple months to have more time to work on it. And Bungie did not confirm that until the day before Season of the Wish started, where the final shape has been delayed to 
June 4th, 2024. To be frank, I don't even know if that date's going to hold. I, I really don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if it got pushed back into the September or even October at this point. But they didn't really talk about anything else with the layoffs. Um, it, it's a big mess. And after looking at various articles and, you know, what people were talking about and how the, the developers that were let go were treated at the end. And, you know, there was this like rah-rah meeting to get everybody bolstered up before the earnings report made, you know, came out. Now that we're at this deficit, we're going to make the final shape a banger, and everybody was like on board to do it. Um, <laughs> I was watching a video that Liana Ruppert put out. She was a dirty effing hippie, the one community manager, very forward-facing community manager for Bungie, who was let go, uh, talking about live service games. And she said flat out that that was a lie, that two weeks after they had that meeting, they let people go. Again, not Sony. Bungie. Allegedly, if they don't meet these expectations, Sony could just go, no, we're dissolving this um, board that we have where it's two of ours, two of yours, and CEO Pete Parsons being the tiebreaker. And um, that's it. You're being completely devoured into the Sony family, no longer an, a quasi-independent entity. Um, this is awful, really. I mean, if, if, in the years that I've been playing this game, nothing has sucked the air or the excitement of playing what the developers are making, like finding out the executives who make bad decisions that have put the company in this position are still there to make these bad decisions where the people that actually gave a shit and wanted to really bring the game up to not just what they wanted, but listening to their audience saying, hey, we need these changes. You know, the joke for many years was that Bungie's listening. Yeah, right. No. Turns out the devs were listening the whole time. They were begging to get some of this stuff done. And the upper levels decided, no, stay the course. Kept going with that. Um, it's heartbreaking that people that actually gave a damn, that worked hard to do this, were let go. And the people that, I know I'm repeating myself, make these shit decisions, are still there, and they get paid more. So that leads me to believe that nothing's really going to change. I don't hope for a Sony takeover, because I don't know what that would look like. I know some folks on online, you know, social media and stuff like, oh, they should do it. And it's like, I, I don't know about that. That could be very, very bad. It could be something to totally out there and different that, you know, you just don't understand. But um, for me, looking at this situation 
And yes, I again, I, my heart goes out to everybody that lost their job. I hope you bounce back. I hope you find something new and some, go somewhere that actually appreciates your hard work. Truly. Truly. You've all been making magic for many, many years. I've been on this ride, specifically with the Destiny franchise, since 2014. Ups and downs. Turns out it was fucking management the whole time. And the fact that this is a live service game. Which puts limitations on what you can do. And I think that hell-bent desire to make this thing live service non-stop is just asinine. Um, in addition to like all this, there were just other bad decisions like being made. That obviously were coming out and just like confusing people as to what the fuck are you doing? You just laid off a whole bunch of people and now you're hyping up over-monetization of uh, shit again. For example, they came out with this starter pack that they were selling for $15, roughly, U.S. dollars, that had three exotic weapons in it, uh, exotic sparrow ship and a uh, ghost shell and a couple of, like, crafting materials, you know. It's like, what the fuck? You just laid people off and this is what you want? This is the shit you put out there? They also have this... Uh, um, promotion, cross-promotion going with CD Projekt Red for The Witcher. So they have Witcher armor and emotes and everything else in the game that are silver only. In light of everything that happened, once again, the hat is in hand. Is you know, I know these things are scheduled in advance, but executives don't want to read the room. And most recently, in the IGN article... It seems like the executives are either flippant or just outright hostile to the people that are still there. Apparently, they stopped referring, some of them stopped referring to you know, quality assurance, QA testers, as devs. Which is horseshit. On the highest level. The people that are checking to make sure the work is done and is not broken have their fingerprints all over the fucking game. And you're going to tell me that they're not considered developers? That's all part of it. It's just disappointing. It's just rampantly disappointing. They're still there. Making bad decisions. I know the final shape got pushed back. They have to make this a banger. But it feels like they're placing all their eggs into this basket. Like this is going to be the magic bullet that's going to save everything. And I don't believe that's the case. Because I actually am starting to believe, and with my own experiences, that they've lost so much goodwill, so much good faith. Season of the Witch, which I haven't even talked about. Veg and I haven't even talked about it. It's going into week three right now. We haven't had any time to discuss it, because we've been kind of holding off. There's been some illnesses, stuff like that, typical winter stuff. Wife's a school teacher, so you know she brings home everything under the sun to me. It gets us sick here. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I don't care. That's awful feeling. The dungeon that got released called Warlord's Ruin takes place in a medieval, a Dark Ages castle from the Dark Ages of Earth. You know, amazing looking location, amazing looking dungeon fun to play. One that I'm like, yeah. During this massive 
long break that I'm going to be taking between, you know, finishing the campaign for a season of the wish. And when the final shape comes out in June, yeah, I'm going to solo this dungeon. I've already made myself, you know, ready to do that. I might do that over Christmas break, but outside of me talking about it right now, that's it, man. It's still, I still have in the back of my head what transpired at the end of October, early November, or beginning of November. It's still there. I know I'm rambling. I, I know I'm rambling. It's, it's not right, and it's very frustrating. And there's nothing we can do about it. So on one hand, I want to support the developers that are actually there working and busting their humps to get this done, to make the game the best vision they possibly can. Now knowing that they literally were begging to get some changes made and were being denied by higher ups because you know you got to keep the train on schedule, right? It's got to keep coming in and out of the station because that's what a fucking live service game is. It's trains always moving if you delay one it delays all of it and that, that's a big problem well, maybe the problem is you shouldn't have made this a live service game i know i like having stuff to do every week but after years of i log in on a tuesday at reset play for an hour and then i'm done for the week that sucks man I know you got the episodes coming. I don't care. I don't care. Part of the reason why I don't care is this is the final shape. It's in the word final. I mean, this should have been the ending to the game. I know there's plans to keep the game going. All we know are three episodes. We know nothing. And Bungie doesn't want to talk about that. The executives don't want to talk about that. They want to put everything onto the final shape. I'm... My wife and I were having a conversation about the final shape. Because it's got pushed to June, I don't even know if I'm going to pick it up at launch. Because I was looking forward to jumping on Final Fantasy XIV in the summer when the Dawn Trail expansion comes out and starting all of that. Because I have many friends that moved off of Destiny and went to Final Fantasy. I want to go play with them again. Now Final Shape's pushed in there. So i got to make a choice. Do I get this, conclude everything off, and then wait till the fall to jump on? Because, you know, I only have so much money. Or I don't play the final shape immediately, get it at a reduced rate somewhere down the line, maybe finish it. I don't, I don't really care about the episodes, how they're changing the... Um, seasonal content to episodes episodics you know 16 weeks so it's four months worth of stuff there's something to do every week and in my mind i'm going if it's still time gated it's no different than seasonal content you just add it on an extra month and that's i know people are hard at work on that but i am so jaded when it comes to the decisions that are coming from up high within Bungie and 
I, I have to say, when I'm talking Bungie, I'm talking upper management. I am talk, not talking about the people programming and doing the art and you know recording the mocaps and whoever left, and if there's any community members left uh, that, that are getting the message out on social media, their social media team, if there's anybody left, that they are most likely going to outsource a bunch of things. Um, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's still stuck on the back of my head. It's like, this is a bad decision. And you're not talking about stuff coming afterwards. After those three things, you're not talking about it. You're not saying that, oh, we want a new saga to start. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you. Perhaps this game should have had an expiration date on it. You know, you want to tell a big story over multiple years. You should have probably internally had an end date for Destiny 2 instead of just keeping it going. That I'm talking directly to the management here, CEOs and stuff. Because it's stale, and there's nothing that can be done at this point that's going to inspire old players like myself to want to stick around or get new players interested, especially when they hear that the big expansion coming out is the ending to this enormous saga where most of the content in that saga was vaulted. And yeah, I know you can claim it started with Shadowkeep. No, it started with Destiny 1. Everything from Destiny 1, and then all of Destiny 2, all of it, starting with the Red War, moving forward, it all was part of it. It's all part of the long story. And you can't play most of it. Why am I going to tell anybody to jump in? I know, I'm rambling, I know. It, it's just disappointing. It's the best way to put it. My wife talked to me and she's like, are you sure? You know, I, I, you said you wanted to get it done. And it's like, I'll be honest, I just don't know at this point if I actually want to spend any more money on this game. You know, I, I paid for the, the Lightfall year of content. God, I really wish I didn't. But everything is nickel and diming you. So I couldn't I couldn't have passed on Ghost of the Deep as a dungeon uh, and buy, you know, Warlord's Ruin. You have to buy the dungeon pass, which is $20 for both of them. Then any of the seasons that you want, so you can get the seasonal stuff out of it. Oh, and if you didn't buy, you know, a Lifefall expansion, you can't access Strand. Much like you can't access Stasis without Beyond Light. Beyond Light was three years ago. Part of this game is now you have light and dark powers. Anybody that's free to try, it's not a free-to-play game. This is free to try. Let's just really call it what it is. Um, they, they can't use it. They, they, don't, they don't get it. They, they can't play with it without shelling out ridiculous amounts of money to get caught up or hope for a sale on multiple expansions but you're missing all the seasonal contents you're missing a bunch of seasonal weapons and exotic weapons and catalysts that you may not be able to access and oh there's like 
you know, cosmetics that you can't get. But, you know, maybe one day Bungie will start selling them again. Oh, yeah, they are. They're starting to sell cosmetics from prior seasons. I believe Season of the Undying's Battle Pass cosmetics are going to be sold later this season. Why? Again, nickel and diming people. There's so few cosmetics to earn in-game. It's pathetic. It truly is. And that's just part of the reason why I may not want to purchase the final shape. I might wait until people have actually played it. Wait for post-raid launch to find out what people think. You know, let the let them kick the tires for a while and run around with it and see where they go. Post-raid, post-final missions, whatever, you know. What, what's that, the heart of the Traveler like after that? Are there secrets in there? Is there more stuff that they've tucked away in there? Is it really going to be worth the money? Is it the send-off that, realistically, the game required as its big finale and these three episodes coming after it should have really just been the epilogues. You have a whole year of content as a goodbye and the developers go and work on something new. Got Marathon cooking already. I believe most of your PvP team for Destiny went to Marathon a while ago. Um, maybe get some other people in there and I don't know, there's some, probably some other IPs percolating that might need some love and some people to start really cementing some things, get out there. I would love to see what the Bungie devs could do to make a single-player game. Not a live-service game, not an online game. Hell, I even want a third-person action game, an adventure game, something with, like, quests or whatever, science fiction, medieval fantasy, whatever. It's just not in the Destiny universe anymore. Do something new. Oh, for something new. Yeah, rambling. <sighs> I'm going to link in the description a couple of articles. The IGN article, a couple of Paul Tassi articles. And uh, I'll let you do any reading you want to do. I, I'm just, I'm worn out. I am tired of this 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 did not help instill any kind of confidence that this is going to get pulled around that the ending that they're hoping it's going to be is going to be worthwhile because i also remember all the pre-lightfall hype and then lightfall was a dud it absolutely fell on his face flat on his freaking face i hated that expansion in retrospect. There are some things that were all right about it, like I like Strand. I think that's a pretty good subclass. It wasn't something that should have been the entire focus of the entire campaign. You know, and then trying to break out over the span of this past of this year, which we're in the last season of this year, uh, trying to link all the seasonal content into this one grand arcing story that you couldn't have told any other way with just something that was a complete thing. No, it, that was part of it. And 
again, bonehead decision from higher-ups. And they just keep doing that over and over again. So I feel bad for people still there. And I hope that they get done what they need to get done. And if they decide they want to move on, I hope they get picked up by somebody else. And are much happier. You know? And it's a shame. It truly is a shame. Uh, this company that prided itself on, you know, trying to make a difference. Feels like, especially after that, reading the IGN article, I think they even say it in there. Uh, Ms. Valentine writes that the fact that it feels like they're walking everything back at the highest levels. Just for whatever reason. So. Uh, apologies for this episode. I know I'm a little bit rambling here. I'm just tired of it. I, I had stuff I wanted to do, and then my brain just said, no, just let it out. It's shame Venge isn't with me today to kind of go over everything, maybe we'll revisit this next time, because he's got his own thoughts about it, and I, I think we're both somewhat on the same page, that, you know, devs, devs good, executives are fucked up and awful. And probably should have the ones been losing their jobs if they've been making bad decisions like this instead of the people actually following those orders. But, you know, you always start with the bottom, right? Hey, maybe unionizing the industry might be a good thing. Let's, let's, I'm glad somebody at the Game Awards, you know, mentioned that. No, they didn't? No, they didn't. Because the Game Awards fucking suck, too. More bullshit. The irony of all things is the for best community uh, teams at Bungie for Destiny 2 was listed. And that came after the layoffs where the majority of the community teams and stuff were laid off. Oh, and if you see an increase in cheaters in PvP, it's because people on the security team were also let go. I don't know, folks. Um, I know Venge and I have to talk about this because there's no way in hell we can talk about Destiny from now until June. We're going to run out of stuff easily. There's just no way around it. And even with the little bits and pieces that they're going to add in to kind of flesh things out a little bit to give things to do. Like in February, they're coming missions called Wishes. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Guardian games got moved up, and it's getting a little bit of a revamp. And then in, like, April or something, there's, like, this new light something or other that's, you know, to help catch people up in preparation for the final shape. Everything everything they're doing makes it sound like this is the end of the game. This is it. The game ends after this. Destiny 2 should come to an ending. Why aren't you? Do something new. This is... <laughs> I know people have fun playing it. Because the gameplay loop is actually pretty good. I wish people would stop only focusing on that. And look at the bigger picture. And go, perhaps it's run its course. 
I don't know. Anyways. Uh, sorry for the ramble. Links will be in the description. With luck, we'll be back next week. Uh, the weekend of Christmas, we will not be around. Because, no. <laughs> we normally re record on a Sunday. Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. There is no recordings going on that day. Um, but we got at least another episode to go. At least two, maybe one or two to go this month. And then into the new year. And we'll just go with what we can. Probably going to start covering other games. I mean, I've been playing other stuff. Remnant 2 had a DLC came out. Power Wash Simulator. I've been playing that. Alan Wake 2 just got his new game plus called Final Draft, and it's actually got a new ending to it and a whole bunch of new things added to it. Final Fantasy 16 just got one of its first two DLCs. There's so much stuff out there that this could just go on hiatus with the Destiny conversation, but we're going to try to figure it out and then let everybody else know before the season of the wishes content ends at the end of January, early February. Beyond that, everybody be well, take care. Bye-bye now.